Call the meeting to order. Okay, welcome to the Queen Anne's County Commissioner's meeting. This is a public meeting that is being aired live on our local cable television station, QAC TV 7. These media broadcasts provide county citizens an opportunity to watch and review our scheduled public meetings. In addition to our live audience this evening, we are providing remote options for citizens to watch and participate in county commissioner meetings. Citizens may watch our meeting live on our Queen Anne's County website at www.qac.org live or on our television channel, Breeze Line Channel 7 and High Definition Channel 507. Citizens may also participate by joining the live Zoom meeting by going to www.qac.org slash public comment. And citizens may also email comments to public comment at qac.org. Comments received will be read during the present public comment period on this evening's agenda. We acknowledge your participation and by attending you acknowledge that this session is both recorded and aired. Press and public comment will be taken and is limited to three minutes per person. If you care to speak, please sign the sheet on the information table outside in the lobby. Comments longer than three minutes can be submitted in writing for the commissioner's review. We will now stand and be led in the Pledge of Allegiance by Commission President Chris Corcorino. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. If you could please remain standing for all of our servicemen and women serving at home and abroad. Thank you. Okay, so first up we have the approval of the agenda. So our agenda for today's, this evening's meeting, May 10th, along with the regular and closed session minutes and the roads board minutes from april 26th along with our sanitary commission minutes from april 12th have been circulated for review do we have any additions and or corrections no motion to approve the agenda and minutes as submitted second all in favor aye aye, aye. any opposed all right five zero motion carries all right thank you commissioners uh we just held a Closed session under the general provisions article section 3305B1 to discuss boards and commissions. And we were reviewing uh, stipends for several boards and commissions uh, that we that do receive some form of comp compensation. And I think we have a several motions here for uh, consideration and vote. I guess we're going to do these one at a time. So, yeah. So, we're going to start with the uh, Board of Zoning Appeals. Uh, I guess we're going to. We'll put the, the old, what the old value was in the new. So mm -hmm. the chair was 1800 a year, a member was 1500 a year, and the last increase was 1999. So the, the new increase that we are uh, voting on today is the chair is $2,500 a year and a member, a member 2000 a year. Second. Effective July 1, 2022. Yeah, here you go. Sorry. Effective July 1, 2022. Okay. All right. Got a motion to second. Any discussion on that one? All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? 5-0 motion carries. The second motion would be to move to increase the Board of Building Appeals compensation from the current amount of $25 a meeting to $100 a meeting, effective July 1 of 2022, and their last increase was 1984. Second. Motion to second. Any discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? 
5-0, motion carries. Third motion is to move to increase the electrical examiner's and supervisor's compensation from the current amount of $60 a meeting to $100 a meeting effective July 1, 2022. And their last increase was, oh, we don't have the examiner's. 2008. 2008, thank you. Second. All right. We've got a motion and a second. Any discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? 5-0, motion carries. Motion number four, I move to increase the license commission, the liquor board, compensation from the current amount of, of the chair receiving $105 a meeting and a member receiving $100 a meeting to the chair receiving $2,400 a year and members re receiving $1,800 a year, effective July 1, 2022. And their last increase was 2010, 2011. Second. And a second. Any discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? 5-0, motion carries. Motion five is to move to increase the Planning Commission compensation from the current amount of the chair receiving $700 quarterly, members receiving $625 quarterly, to the chair receiving $1,000 quarterly, and members receiving $750 quarterly, effective January, or excuse me, July 1, 2022, and their last increase was 1999. Second. A motion and a second, any discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? 5-0, the motion carries. And the final motion is to increase the plumbing board compensation from the current amount of $25 a meeting to $100 a meeting, effective July 1, 2022. And the plumbing board, where is it? The mid-80s. Thank you. Oh, the last one, mid-80s. Mid -80s. Yeah. I'll second that motion. All right, got a motion and a second. Any discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Five zero motion carries. It's important uh, to point out for these that a lot of our boards and commissions, some have stipends, some are purely voluntary. They're all tremendously important to the county um, and to having citizen involvement. Um, a lot of boards and commissions, we don't even get enough people to volunteer for them. Um, and so in a review of these, we're hoping we'll be able to increase uh, both the recognition that the value that these people give to serving for the county and maybe get some more people involved in that as well. So thank you to everybody who does serve on the boards and commissions for the county. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you, commissioners. Uh, that moves us into the presentation portion of our agenda this evening. Press and public comment. Oh, excuse me. You're right. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Uh, that brings us to press and public comments part one. So we have a microphone up, please. Okay, thanks for taking the time to express your views to the county commissioners. Comments are limited to three minutes per person. Comments longer than three minutes can be submitted in writing. This commission respects your desire and right to convey your message freely. When you come forward, please speak clearly at the standing microphone, state your name, address, and topic of interest. And in keeping with the dignity of our office, we ask that all views be expressed in a respectful and civil manner. All right, first one is uh, John Villianti. Villianti. My name is John Villiani. I'm the managing director, managing member of DNF Development. 
we are in the process of getting the approval for Dream, for Dream Farm and the Lowry property. I wanted to state for the record that I disagree and strongly oppose the action taken two weeks ago proposed by the Office of Planning and recommending the removal of the Lowry Farm, the Dream Farm property, and the Garter property out of the growth area for the 22 comprehensive plan. And it was approved by the county board, county commissioners, I told afterwards. This action was taken without due process, without any public hearing to discuss the merits of such action. Additionally, this action was complete opposite of what the director of planning and the county attorney had said in our meeting of August 13, 2021, that no action would be taken until after the comprehensive plan was approved. This leaves me very upset because we are trying to be courteous and respecting the process of the county commissioners and the 2020 comprehensive plan and don't like to be sandbagged like that. Having invested substantial time and money in the approval process, DNF development respectfully requests that the county commissions, commissioners reverse their action from the last board meeting on April 26 and allow the Lowry Farm and the Dream Farm properties remain in the growth area for the 22 comprehensive plan, just as was promised on August 13th. Until complete review and discussion can be held and understand the impact that such an action will have in the county, we request that this action be reversed. Thank you very much. Thank you. Al Helfenbein. My name is Al Helfenbein. My address is 327 Hannah Court, Chester, Maryland. Uh, I'm a longtime citizen of the county, serving on multiple county boards, and I'm also a member of the DN DNF Development LLC. The origin of the initial zoning was changed when the county requested committees from Chester, led by Mike Dale, and Stevensville, led by Gene uh, Ransom, who was a former commissioner overwhelmingly directed the county to change the zoning. The committees determined that the county's needs would be better served changing the zoning to a neighborhood village center. I contacted the DNF Development LLC, who's done multiple town centers throughout the country. With this being a new zoning for the county, it was my thought to bring this talent to the county. After multiple meetings and discoveries of the county needs, we proceeded with the development plans and submitted to the county to meet the county's needs. Just prior to the, the virus shutdown, we delivered multiple plans to the county for approval while attending multiple meetings with this an involved project with newly approved zoning. I disagree strongly and oppose the action taken two weeks ago proposed by the Office of Planning in recommending the removal of the Lowry property, the Dream Farm property, and the Gardner property out of the growth area for the 222 comprehensive plan approved by the county commissioners. Uh, I agree with John Vigilani and we we're asking you to uh, make it right. Thank you. Thank you. Tracy Schultz. Okay. 
Tracy Schultz, Chester, Maryland, the owner of Dream Farm, LLC. Uh, to say the least, Commissioners, I am disappointed I was caught by surprise last week when I received a phone call asking me if I heard what had just happened at the Commissioner's meeting for my property. It wasn't a phone call from one of you, but from someone who had just realized what you had taken away from me and the other property owners who were stripped of their zoning and property value. I couldn't imagine anything bad would have been discussed because I was never notified and discussions were, ne were going to be held about my property and neither were the Larrys or Gardeners. Our properties were not even specifically mentioned on the agenda. So I had agendas, you won't see them. Like it is on tonight's agenda, new business number eight, Chester Haven Beach, is specifically stated on that agenda. I've always received a notice from Queen Anne's County Plan in 2022, but this time I didn't. Why? I would have expected a group of professionals that, that yourselves and the Director of Planning and Zoning are would have the decency and respect for a property owner to be notified when a decision of this proportion is made. When a group of highly respected people doesn't have the decency and respect to call a meeting of the property owners involved and sit down before making this type of decision, taking away millions of dollars in value from the landowners is just, down, is just downright disrespectful, I feel. You extended the plan comment period for 60 days. I am sure that you could have found me within that time frame to sit down and talk before making a decision. And then on top of that, you all and Amy decided to change the layout of our properties and give each property owner a little area you all or she thinks is what is best for us. And again, without sitting down and asking us what we think, what we want or what we think about it or without explaining to us what you are doing. There was no asking us if we are okay with what is being proposed and apparently voted on by you all. You are using a legal opinion to remove our properties from the growth area because there is no sewer. So now you're giving us a little piece of property zone, whatever you think is best for us which is against the opinion that you are using to remove the majority of the properties from the growth area that we've been in for years. By giving us some little area of buildable zoning along Main Street is unreasonable and just throwing us a bone to say that you will have something we don't even know what we have because again, it was done without decency and proper notice and without meeting with us. I am not even sure what the zoning means or how much property that it is because we ne were never explained in our zoning options and I'm not even sure that the State Highway would even give me access to the downsized parcel that you change. Is it even big enough to be a building <coughs> parcel? What does the zoning that you are giving us even allow us to build? We wouldn't know because we were never included in this decision. I appreciated the word and being added that if conditions would arise that will allow the county to provide additional sewer service, then such a change in circumstances would prompt the county to amend this plan accordingly. I'm not even sure if that was included in the motion that was made because the minutes aren't available. So, um, the minutes are not available, so I can't verify that. So, what does this mean? If you're all out of office, does that mean the next set of commissioners has to do something or is it just a, something on paper? Would our initial request be approved or our property be put back into the growth area? Again, this is an issue that should have been discussed with the owners involved, explaining all this before decision was hurriedly made. I talked to Claude Larry, who, who has property involved in this mess also, and we're requesting a meeting with you all, with all of you so that we can explain to us, so you can explain to us how you can take the value of our properties away without notifying us what plan you have to make up for the decrease in value that you are creating by removing our properties from the growth area. Also to be discussed at this meeting is a new layout that you all and Amy decided on without our knowledge that changes the line for growth area and zoning and how that is all supposed to work. I feel like my property has been condemned without payment. I'll be waiting to hear from you all with our meeting date. Thank you. Thank you. Joe Stevens. 
Good evening, Commissioners. Joseph Stevens uh, here on behalf of Chester Haven Beach Partnership. I addressed you two weeks ago um, in regards to the changes to the comp plan. I appreciate that you took some time and, uh, and took a step back and uh, reevaluating that. Um, I wanted to address you this evening because I, I, I read the, the staff report that they provided you. Um, they provide you several options. There's an option three, which I think they even gave you in a suggested motion. And option three calls for the commissioners to include the property in the growth area and to, um, uh, but not to rezone it, leave it NC. And option three makes clear that there could not be more than the 180 lots that are platted right now there and that have sewer allocation. Uh, they give you option one, which says don't include it in the growth area um, and, um, uh, and don't rezone it. And that will allow for up to the 180 lots. Um, and with sewer, that has sewer allocation. So that max is set regardless of which two scenarios you pick. But if you go with option three, then we'll have the ability, the partnership, not my partnership, but the client's partnership will have the ability to move forward and request an amendment to the master water and sewer plan to get public water there. That will allow for design differences. It'll allow for tighter clustering, more open space, some mixed uses, mixed housing uses, without increasing the density of the site. There's been this concern that the developer is going to come in and want much more than the 180. And I tell you that the developer isn't even thinking they're going to get to the 180. And one something that's been thrown out in some of my conversations with staff, planning commission, attorney, so on, is whether the developer would be willing to put a covenant on the property. And the developer is. They would be willing to put a covenant on the, excuse me, the property if it is included in the growth area, so there could be no more than 130 lots. So dropping the existing lots from what they have, from 180 approximately, it might be 176 or something like that, down to um, 130. Uh, that, that number essentially comes from, that's, that's a rough estimate from the engineers at this point about what they could do on the property, either with the, the water allocation, meaning in the growth area, or without it, without ever getting Chesapeake Bay critical area growth allocation. So essentially the developer said, look, I'll forego even the ability to come ask for growth allocation. I want, I want public water, the developer's saying, and I want it because I can do a new, better development. I won't have 120 or 115 or 130 wells stuck in the ground. I will have more open space. I'll be able to work more with the county on dedication of land and, and the parks, uh, the, the path system. Um, and I'll have better fire protection. I've got a water tower right next to me that I don't need, I don't need electricity to get to if power goes out. Um, and that will be there constantly. Uh, I would like access to that for this community. I can build a better community without it, and the developer has. The developer, as you know, is the owner at Chester Haven Beach, is um, Brown Enterprises, the Owings Mill uh, Town Center, that they essentially built the whole thing. They have the ability to do that. We hope that you'll take a step back and think about, really, does it make sense to stick 100 wells in this ground, or whatever the number is? Does it make sense to have less design review and just say to the developer, because maybe it's easy, we're going to pull you out of the plan. That's kind of, you know, it's nice to say, oh, we're pulling more development property out of the plan. Does, does that make sense? And it doesn't. Staff, staff has put that in the memo that they can do a better development, a more modern development, their words, not mine, if you have public water there. The developer is saying, I'll reduce my density, my theoretical density, I'll take away 50 lots. 
That's 50 sewer allocations back to the county. Does it make sense? Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Is there anybody else uh, who wants to speak? Is anybody online? Nope. Okay. Let'll close press and public comment. Okay. Now we can move on to presentations. Uh, if you want to turn to tab number six, uh, first up we have Kathy Willis and her team for a um, departmental update. is our director of community services and uh, she has her team here with her this evening and sparks all right good, good evening. evening um we're here for our regular update and um wanted to go through just some basics of the department of community services and i think we wanted to start um to honor older americans month which is um, part of a federal law that was established in 1965 to provide services for persons over the age of 60. Um, and we would like to recognize them today by starting with that proclamation, if you would like so. That is Proclamation 2223. It's uh, tab 6, page 5. Whereas Queen Anne's County includes a growing number of older Americans who contribute their strength, wisdom, and experience to our community. And whereas Queen Anne's County will benefit when people of all ages, abilities, and backgrounds are welcome, included, and supported. And whereas Queen Anne's County recognizes our need to create a community that provides the services and supports older Americans need to thrive and live independently for as long as possible. And whereas Queen Anne's County worked to build an even better community for our older residents by planning programs that encourage independence, ensuring activities are responsive to individual needs and preferences, increasing access to services that support aging in place. Now, therefore, we, the County Commissioners of Queen Anne's County, do hereby proclaim May 2022 to be Older American Month. We urge every resident to recognize the contributions of our older citizens, help to create an inclusive society, and joint efforts to support older Americans' choices. How about or how uh, they choices on how they age in our community? And it's signed by the county commissioners. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, well, in light of that, um, uh, you all know my Chief of Aging and Transportation, Annie Sparks, and I have a couple of other um, administrative staff members, Ann Van Benschoten mm -hmm. and Stacy Voorhees um, in the audience with me today. So we wanted to start with the Older Americans Month to um, highlight that and also talk about the Senior Spirit Week coming up. Typically, um, as you all will recall, we held the Senior Summit this time every year. Um, we have not had it since COVID. We are hoping to gear that back up for next year. But in, in light of the celebrations, um, Annie has a great agenda for Spirit Week to share with everyone that local, other local um, businesses and agencies and, and um, organizations will participate with us um, for fun and to show the spirit of the Older Americans Act Month. 
All right, so without further ado, for Spirit Week this year, bringing it back since reopening, it will be going on May 16th through May 20th. So Monday, May 16th will be Sports Team Day. We've got some sports fans here today. And then on Tuesday, May 17th will be Beach Day. Wednesday, May 18th will be Way Back Wednesday, so dressing in your favorite decade. And then Thursday, May 19th, will be Virtual Meeting Day. We'll still be in person, but we will be wearing pajama bottoms uh, on the bottom and then a business top on the top. So we'll be ready for anything that day. <laughs> and then on Friday, May 20th, we will have USA Day wearing red, white, or blue. And this is all leading up to that Friday, which is our spring fling date at the Ken Island Senior Center for senior center members throughout the county to attend. It's a very popular event, which we'll see a lot of you there. We have Commissioner DJ Jack Wilson on the mic, and we're very much looking forward to that. So we, like as Kathy said, we are inviting all area businesses, um, any citizens, uh, companies that want to support Older Americans Month to please participate in Spirit Week with us. And I want to thank Stacy Voorhees for taking the lead on this planning, who is the Senior Center Administrator. Thank you, Annie. So I expect to come over to the Liberty Building and find you all in your pajama pants on Thursday. So um, to go on from there, I don't know that I can top that one, but um, Midshore Pro Bono is back and working in person with our um, constituents. And they held a senior law day just last week at the Kramer Center. And they are working on advanced medical directors for directives for folks and any kind of legal planning things they um, need. They will be um, coming back regularly to the, the senior centers in June or July at this point to assist those persons who need it. And that's something that hasn't happened since prior to COVID. So we're very excited for that because of the, you know, smaller legal needs that folks need and um, maybe can't get access to. So um, that's a big, big benefit. Also with the um, community care division, we have the program specialists that have finally returned to the senior centers um, for all of the history of the Department of Aging we have program specialists who are basically experts in benefits counseling and um, any kind of programs a person might be eligible for to help them remain at home or utilize any extra services. They would go to the senior centers on a regular basis and meet with the individuals at the centers. Um, that of course was affected by COVID as well. So we're excited that they're back in the centers on a regular basis and their schedules have been full. They have had full sign-up sheets every day they've been back. So the seniors are happy to have them there. Um, we also have senior center trips coming up and that haven't been on the slate for a long time. So Annie has an update about what's going on in the senior centers in regards to trips. Right, we did have our full year of trips planned in 2020, so the, none of those happened. So our, the last trip we did have was 2019. So our, the most popular request outside of Pickin and Grinnin has been when are the trips coming back. So with that said, we do have our first trips registration open, which is to Chesapeake City with pickup locations from the three senior centers. And that trip will be on Thursday, June 16th. Registration is currently open. 
and that trip takes the motor coach to Chesapeake City with a visit to the CND Canal Museum, followed by lunch at Chesapeake Inn Restaurant and Marina with some free time in between to do some shopping, touring the town, things like that. So registration is open now through May 31st, and again, the trip date is June 16th, so very exciting. And then w throughout the year, a couple other trips that will be coming up to note will be a riverboat cruise and crab feast coming this fall, and the ever popular Christmas show at a theater in December. So very exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and to, to end our little um, update here, um, Mike was sorry he couldn't be here today. He's um, traveling in the beautiful state of Florida, bringing another child home from college after picking up another one over the past weekend. So it is that time of year. Um, we're glad our kids are in person and doing their thing. So um, as you all know, he implemented a housing study um, over the past couple of years. It was completed in April of 2021, and it is now on the county website for people to view because we have such um, a need and demand for affordable housing in Queen Anne's County. We run into this not only with the senior population, but through all of the homeless prevention programs in trying to place folks. And uh, nine times out of 10, when we're placing someone in a homeless situation, we're placing them outside of Queen Anne's County. So this is something that's very near and dear to us as a, an entire um, department with, with not only the housing and um, families, children, and seniors. So this is something that's very important. So it is out there. Um, and of course, we have, we have our processes of working through local housing and um, getting the best benefit we can. So um, we look forward to, to working with that in the future. And that's about all we have right now. Just a quick question: sure. the, um, the housing, uh, affordable housing study that uh, was worked on, uh, where on the county website is it? What, what tab is it under? Um, it's you know? right under the. Let's see. Copy can be downloaded on the um, Department of Housing and Community De Development on the on our site through Mike's. Um, page for Division of Housing and Community okay. Services. All right. That was just for anybody who was. Sure. No, no, that's good. going to be watching in the next couple of days. Thank you. Good. You're welcome. <clears throat> Any other questions? I probably have, Beth could also do, we have a link for that on sure. Facebook so people can, who are interested can find it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Great. Perfect. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thank you both. Thank you all. All right, commissioners, we're a little behind schedule, but we do have a public hearing scheduled next, and that is on County Ordinance 22-09. We have County Attorney Patrick Thompson here to run the hearing, and this is for the um, illicit discharge, detection, and elimination of pollutants in the municipal separate storm sewer system, the MS-4, in Queen Anne's County. This is a new permit, uh, NPDES permit. Patrick? Ready? Ready? What? This is a public hearing being held May 10th, 2022 at 5.50 p.m. County Commissioner's Meeting Room, Liberty Building, 107 North Liberty Street, Central Maryland, to receive public comments regarding the proposed county ordinance number 22-09, a bill entitled an act concerning illicit discharge detection and elimination of pollutants in the municipal separate storm sewer system 
MS4 in Queen County for the purpose of regulating non-stormwater discharges to all stormwater systems in Queen Anne's County, establishing methods for controlling the introduction of pollutants into the MS4, complying with the requirements of the National Pollutant Discharge Elimination System permit processes, defining certain terms, prohibiting the discharge of pollutants, prohibiting illicit connections, providing exemptions for discharge and connection constraints, providing for compliance monitoring and notification of spills, providing for violations, penalties, enforcement, and approvals, providing for enforcement measure after appeal, providing for recovery of costs of abatement, providing for violation, that violation of this chapter deemed public nuisances, and generally dealing with and regulating illicit discharges in Queen Anne's County. All persons who wish to comment on the proposed orders may do so at this hearing. Speakers will be limited to three minutes each. Written testimony of any length could be submitted on before the hearing date to the county commissioners. Copies of the proposed ordinance have been available to the county commissioner's office during normal business hours and I believe online on the county website. All hearing sites are accessible to individuals with disabilities. Sign language interpreters and assistive listening systems are available. Part of the record of this proceeding will be a certificate of publication indicating that notice was published in the Baytown Record Observer newspaper's general circulation in Queen Anne's County for three successive weeks prior to today's date. I don't think anyone has signed up. Is there anyone has any comment on County Ordinance 2209? Shocker. I thought there would be like a whole bunch of people interested in that. <laughs> All right. We'll close public comment. Keep the record open for two weeks. Okay. All right. Thank you, Mr. Thompson. We'll close the hearing. All right, Commissioners, our next presentation, we have uh, a proclamation for Safe Boating Week. And we have a number of uh, distinguished guests here this evening. Uh, if you guys want to come on up. Uh, we have Timothy Jacobs, United States Coast Guard. Edward Burke, U.S. Coast Guard Auxiliary. Reed Carey from U.S. Coast Guard Auxiliary as well. Officer Paul McManus, Department of Natural Resources. Police, Philip Hager, Department of Natural Resources as well. So, um, welcome. Good evening. Uh, good evening, everyone. Uh, thank you very much for having us here this evening. Um, I think Officer McManus isn't able to join us this evening. I'm not he's sure. There. He's, there. He's, yeah. outside. Okay. he's on patrol out there. He's there he is. Suspicious <laughs> characters out there. He's got the gun. He's good. Uh, well, once again, thank you very much for having us here this evening. My name is Reed Carey. I'm the Public Affairs Staff Officer for the Coast Guard Auxiliary Flotilla based in Easton, Maryland. Um, I'm very honored to be joined tonight by um, uh, the others who have joined us. Uh, Boston's Mate First Class, Jacobs. Um, Officer McManus, uh, Philip Hager from the Department of Natural Resources, and Ed Burke, my fellow auxiliarist, who is the flotilla commander um, of the auxiliary flotilla in Easton. Recreational boating is a popular activity for over 100 million Americans, and Queen Anne's County obviously has some spectacular opportunities for recreational boating. And however, although recreational boating is generally a safe activity, there are risks. In the year 2020, there were over 5,000 boating accidents and over 767 deaths from boating accidents. In Maryland, there were 148 accidents and six deaths. There's evidence that during the COVID-19 pandemic, um, 
boating activity has, recreational boating activity has increased significantly. And with that, possibly due to inexperienced new boaters, um, the fatality rate per 100,000 registered recreational boats has increased um, from 5.2 per 100,000 in 2019 to uh, 6.5 per 100,000 boats in 2020, as a 25% year-over-year increase. Um, safe boating and responsible boating requires preparation on the part of boaters. The Coast Guard estimates that estimates that human error accounts for most boating accidents and that simply wearing a life jacket could prevent over 86% of boating fatalities. Uh, basic boating safety procedures such as carrying emergency distress and communications equipment, wearing your life jacket, attending a safe boating course, uh, participating in free safety, uh, free boat checks for safety, and of course staying sober while boating um, will help ensure that America's boaters stay safe through the boating season in 2022. Safe Boating Week has been a tradition observed nationally since 1958, and in 1995 it was moved to the first full week before Memorial Day weekend. Um, as boaters get ready to get, get back on the water as they get their boats out, this is a great time to remind everyone that safe boating is everyone's responsibility. Um, the Coast Guard and the Department of Natural Resources are doing their part to keep us safe on the water this summer, and we hope the Queen Anne's Commissioners will join us in supporting safe boating uh, by proclaiming the week before Memorial Day as Safe Boating Week here in Queen Anne's County. Thank you very much. Awesome. And yes, I will proclaim that right Go now. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Proclamation 2227. Whereas many residents and visitors annually enjoy recreational boating, including fishing, water skiing, waterfowl hunting, sailing, canoeing, and kayaking in the waters within and surrounding Queen Anne's County, and whereas on average 650 people die each year in boating-related accidents in the United States, and 75% of these deaths are caused by drowning, and whereas the vast majority of these accidents are caused by human error or poor judgment, and not by the boat, equipment, or environmental factors, and whereas a significant number of boaters who lost their lives by drowning each year would be alive today had they worn their life jackets, and whereas safe boaters have applied knowledge gained by attending the United States Coast Guard approved safe boating classes, and safe boaters operate vessels that have passed a Coast Guard Auxiliary or U.S. Power Squadron vessel safety check. And whereas Queen Anne's County recognized the year-round voluntary efforts of the United States Coast Guard Auxiliary flotillas throughout Maryland in promoting safe boating, education, and practices through classroom instruction, vessel examinations, and water patrols. And whereas on June 4, 1958, President Dwight D. Eisenhower established National Safe Boating Week, and in 1955, the date for National Safe Boating Week was changed to the full week before Memorial Day weekend each year. Now, the, therefore, we, the County Commissioners in Queen Anne's County, do hereby proclaim the week of May 21st through the 27th as Safe Boating Week in Queen Anne's County, and urge all those who boat to practice safe boating habits and wear a life jacket at all times while boating. There you go. All right. There you go. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We actually have um, some challenge County Commissioner Finance County Challenge Coins to present to you. Do you want to get a picture, Commissioners? Where's Luke? He's laying here. We got uh, Beth's here. She'll take some snapshots here. Yeah. All these uniform guys. Yeah. Take him out. Take him out. Sure. Try to get some pictures here. Yeah. That's great. Nice to get a squeeze in like the leg. Squeeze in, squeeze in.
little guy up there, bro. Sideways. Thank you very much. Thanks. Booby trap got me. That's the best part of this job. Okay. All right, commissioners, moving on. Uh, also in tab number six, uh, item number three, uh, we have um, an informational meeting for a comprehensive water and sewer plan amendment. This is Amendment 11 17. And this is for the inclusion or the extension of a sewer line from the town of Centerville to the White Marsh Park and Bloomfield House. And uh, this is an informational meeting for you to ask questions. We will have a follow-up hearing on this in two weeks. So, commissioners, Director Alan Quimby, Public Works, to present the project. Well, it's kind of an unusual project because Todd's the applicant, so you ought to ask him any questions. <laughs> uh, but the desire is to hook the White Marsh Park and the Bloomfield House into the town of Centerville's water and sewer system. Um, it would require a water and sewer plan amendment. I think Todd and I have both spoken with the town of Centerville and they're okay with this concept. It only take about one dwelling's worth of allocation. So other than that, I don't know what else to share. How can that be? I mean, one dwelling when we're looking at bathrooms up there. It's just for bathroom use. It'd be a limited uh, allocation transfer for that property, so it's not like we're going to develop anything. It's just for the no, bathroom. No, 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 I, yeah. I get that. But, I mean, when they have those tournaments up there, there's a lot of people to use that bathroom. Yeah, but a lot of days they don't just move. Oh, so that's true. Just, just, the, just, an average just the average. Just the average. 50 per day, right? So, yeah. yeah. Gets you 1,200 No, looking forward to it. I mean, I think yeah. it's what it needs up there for yeah. sure. Yeah. It's <clears throat> addition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does require some map changes in a public hearing, so that'll be scheduled <coughs> two weeks. And uh, like Alan mentioned, we've been conferring with the town of Centerville, and they're, they're supportive of the extension as well. Okay. So. Any other questions? Easy enough. Nope. Excellent. Oh, thanks, Alan. Uh -huh. All right, thanks, Alan. You might as well stay right there. We can go into new business commissioners. Um, we have Department of Public Works, and that would be back under tab two, I believe. Uh, the first item, uh, tab number two, page uh, item one on page one. This is to the Sanitary Commission, so we need to convene as the Sanitary Commission. Make a motion that we convene as the Sanitary Commission. Second. Second. All in favor? Aye. We're in Sanitary. All right, thank you, Commissioners. Uh, this is for a uh, sewer allocation request from uh, Kent Research and Manufacturing, KRM, in the Chesapeake Bay Business Park. So could I get a motion on that? I move that we grant 2,978 gallons per day of sewer allocation to KRM for its proposed 96,600 square foot manufacturing buildings at a cost of 111,958 for which a 10% non-refundable deposit <coughs> will be required within 30 calendar days. Second. <coughs> motion and a second in discussion. All those in favor say okay. aye. 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 Opposed? All right. Motion carries 5 0. Okay. Second item is the supervisory control and data acquisition system procurement. And um, I get a motion on that, and then we can have Mr. Quimby explain this a little bit to us. I move that we award the replacement of SC. ADA system integration contract to 
Hartwell Engineering in the amount of $128,000 and further authorize the use of up to $50,000 of sanitary district fund balance to assist in funding the project. Second. Motion second. Go ahead. Sure. This is basically our alarm system, even though, as the <coughs> name implies, some SCADA systems have control authority where we could turn pumps and things off remotely. We've never gone down that avenue because we're just afraid that some bad actor would get a hold of pack into it and cause all kinds of havoc. So all we use it for is alarm system. But we have like 45 or so remote sites between pump stations and water plants and each one of those sites sends us data constantly. I think uh, this particular system, they refer to a data endpoint, a data point as a tag. So this system has like 5,000 data tags going into it at all times. When certain parameters are exceeded or go under, an alarm is generated that alerts our staff that what the problem is and where the problem is. And the current system we have, we actually had since uh, 2000. It's uh, outdated and one of the th abilities we really want is that the guys in the field can have a tablet and look at the alarm system and this particular product will not do that. We had $100,000 budgeted for FY23. Obviously $100,000 is not enough. Plus we had to buy the hardware and form the servers which is another $20,000 so we're asking for uh, to spend $100,000 we already have budgeted as well as another $50,000 for sanitary district fund balance to make up the difference. Okay. Very good. Any questions? <clears throat> All those in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Your motion carries. Thank you. Did you say, how old is the existing system? Now? 2000, 22, 22 years. Wow. We got money, actually got a federal grant at the same time we connected Prospect to the main plant. So, so you got that your money's worth out of it? Hmm? You got your money's worth out of it then? Oh, yeah. I mean, we've, we've, we've gone through a number of servers since then. We don't, the computers aren't 22 years old, but the software and everything else is. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Mr. Quimby. All right, commissioners, we can move on to uh, new business this evening. So we have uh, under tab three, uh, item one is proclamation 22-31 character counts. Uh, caring. This is uh, you heard, Jim. item one on page one. I do now. All right, go ahead. Okay. Proclamation 22-31. Whereas Queen Anne's County was declared a character counts community, and whereas all citizens have been called upon to embrace the six pillars of character and incorporate them in their daily activities and to model these traits of good character. And whereas the character counts pillar of the month for May is caring. And whereas all citizens will strive to support one another through compassion and understanding. And whereas all citizens will show empathy for fellow citizens and treat others as they want to be treated. And whereas all citizens will strive to help those in times of need, and whereas all citizens will show concern for others, and whereas all citizens will forgive others, and whereas all citizens will seek to understand and appreciate the personal stories of others, and whereas all citizens will strive to understand and appreciate the feelings of others. And now therefore, the Queen Anne's County Commissioners do hereby designate the Character Counts Pillar of the Month for May is caring. Signed, the Queen Anne's County Commissioners. All right. All right, thank you, Commissioner. Commissioner Moran for reading that. All right, item number two on page two is Proclamation 22-32 for Building Safety Month. Who's got that? Philippe. Whereas Queen Anne's County is committed to recognizing that our growth and strength depends on the safety 
an essential role our homes, buildings, and infrastructure play, both in everyday life and when in disaster strikes. And whereas our confidence in the resilience of these buildings that make up our community is achieved through the devotion of diligent guardians, building safety and fire prevention officials, architects, engineers, builders, tradespeople, design professionals, laborers, plumbers, and others in the construction industry who work year-round to ensure the safe construction of buildings. And whereas these guardians are dedicated professionals who are experts in the built environment to create, implement the highest quality codes to protect us in the buildings where we live, learn, work, and play. Whereas, and whereas these modern building codes include safeguards to protect the public from hazards such as hurricanes, snowstorms, tornadoes, floods, and earthquakes. And whereas Building Safety Month is a way to recognize our dedicated professionals and remind the public about the critical role these dedicated protectors of public safety, our local code officials, who assure us safe, sustainable, and affordable buildings that are essential to our prosperity. And whereas safety for all building codes in action, the theme of Building Safety Month 2022, encourage us all to raise awareness about planning for safe, sustainable construction, career opportunities in building safely, understanding disaster mitigation, energy conservation, and create a safe and abundant water supply to all of our, to all of our benefit. And whereas our obser observance of Building Safety Month, we want to acknowledge the essential services provided to all by these dedicated individuals in protecting lives and property. Now, therefore, be it resolved that the County Commissioners <coughs> of Queen Anne's County do hereby proclaim the month of May 2022 as Building Safety Month in Queen Anne's County. Accordingly, we encourage our citizens to join us as we celebrate Building Safety Month. There you go. And those guardians are those heroes. Two of them are here tonight. There you go. Thank you thank very you. much. Thank you. thank you. We also thank Beth Molaski for keeping us current with our proclamations. This is the second <laughs> one she's helped us with. So. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> All right, commissioners, item number three on pages three through 18 is the two items actually for the historical Stevensville A&E district. And uh, as we know, economic and tourism development is the management entity for the historic Stevensville A&E district. Resolution 0804 was signed in 20, 2008, recognizing them as uh, that, that district as its formation. And we now have some official uh, formal bylaws uh, for your consideration and an approval this evening, along with an MOU that outlines the roles and responsibilities of the A&E District and the our own Queen Anne's County Department of Economic Development and Tourism. So Heather is here, and I think she has some, some guests. If you have any questions about that, um, for I will this make evening. the motion. Uh, I move to approve and sign the historic Stevensville A&E District bylaws and support the signing of the memorandum of understanding with the district and Queen Anne's County Economic and Tourism Development. Second. Motion and a second. All in favor? So, are we going to let them speak? You're going to tell us about it? Want to speak first and then, <laughs> then vote on? Okay. <laughs> uh, sure. Thank you for having us here tonight. So, um, as mentioned in the, the explanation, 
Um, the the Stevensville Arts and Entertainment District was established in 2013 and it's a 10-year um, establishment and all that time there has always been an advisory board of some capacity and our um, department has always staffed it. Uh, they recently received a grant, a strategic planning grant in order to um, help them formalize their um, entity and look at the best way for them to operate. Uh, they, they helped them prepare this MOU and the bylaws and um, they're really looking to help solidify their organization. They're going for reapplication for that arts and entertainment district next year. Um, they've seen a lot of activity and things are really starting to blossom there so we're really excited to, to help them to continue to move forward. I have with me Nicole, and I'm going to ruin your list. Nevashinsky. Nevashinsky, <laughs> who is the current chair. Melissa Craig, who is the vice chair here. And um, we're really excited to work with them. The, the, new, the current board is great. And that I have Anything to say, ladies? I'm really excited to get this work going. Um, I took the chair position in October, so I'm sort of a newbie to the, the board. Um, but I love the area, and I love the growth that we're seeing there. And I am super grateful for the work that we do with the county. Uh, they're very supportive and have definitely put us in the right direction to go another 10 years and keep the area successful and developing it in the arts and the economic development aspects of it all. Uh, I'll just add that I'm very excited about the partnerships that we're building, the support with the county, the work um, that we're doing with other art organizations in the area, such as Kifa Art East, um, and, and having them come and support us too. It, it's nice to see everyone to come together with the goal that um, we really do want to be an art destination. So, thank you very much for your support. All right. Thank you. Now we'll vote. Any other no, sir. questions, comments, anything? Mm -hmm. All right. All those in favor, say aye. 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 Any opposed? Aye. Is there a motion carry? Good work. Thank you. Thank, thank, you. thank you very much for all your efforts. Might as well just stay there. <laughs> yeah, thank you both. All right, Commissioners, uh, item number four on pages 19 and 20 is a letter of support for the matching funds commitment for the ferry feasibility study that we uh, considered and voted on favorably last at our last meeting. And this would commit up to the uh, uh, $50,000. $25,000 uh, for that project should we get the grant award for the, the overall study. And Heather son of a tremendous job on this. So. I motion to execute the letter to EDA verifying that Queen Anne's County will fund an equal portion of the matching requirement not to exceed $25,000 and that the match is available for the life of the project is unencumbered and is committed specifically to the Chesapeake Bay Ferry feasibility study and no federal funds are used. Second. Motion is second. Any questions, discussions? When is it going to start? Uh, we Study are applying service. for the grant um, the end of next week with all the counties and there's still more coming on board. So that's, I apologize for having to do the letter separately. As we go through the grant application, we realize the pieces and parts that we have to pull together. So we're applying next week and then that depends on when the EDA gives their, it's a rolling grant, so mm -hmm. it could be any time that we'll hear back. How many counties we got on board now? Oh my goodness. There's four, are f there's at least five that are contributing funds and there's several other that are provided letters of support and there's still more coming. That's great. Um, it was just ah. a timing issue to try to get more involved and we're mm -hmm. awesome. through the different groups, through the Department of Commerce and Tourism, we're trying to get the word out. But. Awesome. All right. Jim, you can drive a ferry, right? 
got to take his boating safety yeah. class first. <laughs> I already got that proclamation. Already we're, not, we're not letting him out there. Here in, <laughs> in fact, the Coast Guard is waiting for him Dumbo? downstairs outside the building. Uh, yeah. All right. All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Abstain. Four in favor, one abstain. All right, okay. Thank you, commissioners. Um, next, we have uh, item number five on pages 21 and 22. And this is a vendor recommendation for the adaptive reuse feasibility study of the former Sudlersville Middle School building. Uh, we received a grant of $50,000 for an adaptive reuse feasibility study for the school, along with a match from our Sudlersville Volunteer Fire Company and our $5,000 local match to bring our budget to $60,000. We formed a quality-based um, proposal and a selection committee, and we have a recommendation for Mosley Architects in the amount of $59,800. So can I get a motion on that and we can? I move to approve the selection of Mosley Architects as the vendor for the adaptive reuse feasibility study of the former Sellersville Middle School building. Second. Motion and a second. Any discussion? Yes. Why are, why are we even involved in this? I thought we gave the school, deeded it to the town of Southersville. Uh, we gave it to the fire department. Fire department. Fire department. Okay, so why are we doing this? We helped them receive the grant. We're just trying to help them. We, you know, we get helped them with the, the community the building. the CBDG yeah. grant, mm -hmm. which was a $50,000 grant in order for mm -hmm. them to do the feasibility study. Yeah. So that had to be applied for through our county. And then thereafter, what they learn from that, then they take it from there as far as actually okay. funding those yeah. rehab. It's just a community support because the building has been you know, vacant for some time. They do have the... Mm -hmm. um, Laundromat. The laundromat, which is doing exceptionally well, and, and our department is focused on the community development side of things, and so we feel like if we could help them move it forward and they take it from there, that would be a good service. All right. All in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? 5-0. Motion carries. Okay. Can I, can I just say a quick thank you? I just wanted to thank Lee Edgar and his group and Mike Clark and his group for their help in the process. Cause we could do without. Thank you. Sorry. All right. Thanks, Heather. Thank, Thank you, Heather. OK, moving on, commissioners. Item number six on pages 23 through 33, we have administrative subdivision uh, amended deed of open space. And this uh, reconfigures some open space on a couple of lots down on Old Love Point Road, uh, 2101 Old Love Point Road. I move to sign the amended deed of open space easement. Second. Motion and a second. Any discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? All right. 5-0. Motion carries. <coughs> All right. Thank you, commissioners. Item 7 on pages uh, 34 through 49 is actually it's resolution 2207. And this is um, the establishment of the LEOPS retirement system for eligible Department of Emergency Services employees. Uh, they have uh, the Maryland State Retirement System has completed their preliminary evaluation for the this is the law enforcement officers pension system that we would now be able to extend to our eligible emergency service workers that would include assistant chiefs captains lieutenants sergeants and the paramedics and emergency medals medical technicians to transition them over to the employees pension system uh, for leops this is included in our fy23 county commissioner's proposed budget I move that the resolution 22-07 be adopted authorizing eligible emergency service employees to participate in the law enforcement officers pension system effective July 1st, 2022. 
Second. Motion and second. Any discussion? I did just I believe that this is gonna be a great tool for retention and recruitment. Um, that's how I'll look at the expenditure. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Any other discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? All right, 5-0, motion carries. Okay, thank you, commissioners. And I would like to thank uh, Director of Human Resources, Beverly Churchill, for her work on this, getting this work completed in a timely fashion. It's not easy to work with the pension the system right folks and getting numbers. these numbers put together. So very well done. Thank you. Okay, commissioners, item number eight on pages 50 and 51 is a memorandum from um, Amy Mordock, Christopher Drummond, and uh, Stephanie Jones in regard to the Chester Haven Beach property, CRR5, and this was a follow-up uh, from our last meeting on the comprehensive plan, whether or not to include this particular property uh, in the growth area. All right, um, I'll do the motion on this one. I move to reject CRR05, Chester Haven Beach Partnership, LLP, map 57, parcel 25, based on the technical committee's recommendation to oppose the request. Further, I add to the motion that acceptance of this request would have been favorably considered if clear legal documentation of the grandfathering of the density on site had been provided. Therefore, I further move that should the property owner seek and obtain a declaratory judgment or equivalent court ruling establishing the legal grandfathering of the lots, the commissioners will reconsider CRR 05, Chester Haven Beach Partnership, LLP, uh, and only this request at a later date. Second. Second. All right, motion and uh, second. Any discussion? I'll add a little bit of discussion on this so the public understands um, when this was, we had some other of the technical committee uh, recommendations that we voted on last time. This particular one has a long history um, and we needed more information on that. And we have since gone and gotten a lot more information and this goes back to like 1959, I believe. Um, there's been a couple different court rulings, there's been Board of Appeals rulings, there's been sewer allocation. This property is different than some of the other properties that were discussed before because there is a sewer allocation there. Um, and so it's approached a little bit differently. But there is an issue as to whether or not the subdivision that was created back in 1959 was grandfathered in later on. Um, there are arguments that we've heard about whether it is or isn't. Um, we've had consult with our legal counsel. Um, and so this is uh, sort of the, the motion that we came to based upon all of that. Um, if anybody else has anything they want to add to it, it's fine. But I thought the public should sort of understand what the process was and why we pulled this out to take more time to look at it. We try very hard to make sure that we're looking at everything that we can in the right period of time and trying to arrive at what is the fair and right, you know, position. It's not always easy. So. Yeah. No, we we'll take it later, but we we're just going to go. I just, we'll, no, no, we'll, we'll get to that later. We're, we're just going to do the motion, we'll vote on it, and then we'll address the rest of it um, at another time. Um, okay, so we have a motion, we have a second. All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Aye. Any abstain? Okay, four in favor and one opposed. Motion carries. 
Okay, commissioners, thank you. We have uh, one piece of legislation. Uh, if you want to turn back to tab number seven, item two, and this is county ordinance 2208, and this is an act concerning the revision of the human resources ordinance, chapter 27 of the Code of Public Local Laws of Queen Anne's County. We held a hearing on that, and uh, it is available for a vote this evening. Motion to approve 2208. Second. Motion to second. Any discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? All right. Motion carries. All right, commissioners, thank you very much. That is all of our business for this evening. We can move into press and public comments, part two. talking about and they were in opposition to the rezoning of the Chester Haven Beach okay would you like me to read this sure sure go ahead uh, not sure about the name exactly but Andy Pupke says to the Quinnett County Commissioners Chester Haven Beach rezoning request I'm writing to state my opposition to the rezoning request for the Chester Haven Beach property for a number of years, the owners of the Chester Haven property have claimed more lots than actually existed. This has been litigated many times in the past. Each time the courts have ruled that the lots do not exist. The lots are not grandfathered in by state or county law. The claim that they were grandfathered in ignores decades of judicial decisions from the Queen Anne's County Board of Appeals, Queen Anne's County Circuit Court, and the Maryland Court of Special Appeals. My husband and I were involved in litigation concerning this property in 2010-2012. I'm disappointed that this false assertion is being made once again. This harms the citizens and taxpayers of Queen Anne's County. As an employee of Chesapeake Wildlife Heritage, I know, I know the organization who owns the property across Piney Creek from Chester Haven Beach and was part of the earlier litigation is watching this issue closely. I hope county commissioners will not approve this request and that they understand that multiple courts have ruled against the landowner time and again. Please do not rezone the Chester Haven Beach property, Andy Pupke. And then there's one more. Um, and the whole first, you want me to read the whole first section? It's the same as. I think that's, we'll, we'll put it in the record. And okay, you want to put it in the record? Yeah. The last part was the party, I was party to litigation regarding this issue on this property 10 to 15 years ago. It is frustrating that once again attorneys and landowners are trying to ignore the Maryland courts. I trust the current county commissioners do want, not want to waste time and money or delay the adoption of the comp plan due to an argument that has been adjudicated several times already. That's from Christopher B. Poopke. Okay. Anybody else have public comment? Please do. Let's use that Joseph mic. Stevens. You can use that mic right there if you want. Joe. Thank you, Joseph Stevens. I wasn't going to comment twice, but I have to based on the reasoning that was given. Um, uh, it, first of all, it's irrelevant to the question before that was before you, um, because the lots will either be built on if somebody wants to try to challenge that and litigate it with or without the inclusion in the comp plan. 
and it wasn't about rezoning because staff made that clear in their staff report that option three didn't request or moved any rezoning out of the question. But to this grandfathered lot issue, that we have from the 1960s on up into the 2000s, um, a certificate of grandfathering recorded in the land records issued by the Department of Planning and Zoning after the initial comprehensive plans and rezonings were adopted back in the 60s, all the way up to letters from planning and zoning as well as um, uh, public works agreement with you recognizing those lots. I submitted that information, in fact, when we amended the public works agreement in, in 2019. We we're extending it, you know, extending the build out because we said we wanted to wait for the comp plan update. We didn't want to go in and start, you know, recombining the lots. So I gave you a detailed packet that included the certificate, I believe. I got to go back and look. So the certificate of, um, of uh, grandfathering of the subdivision, again, recorded in the land records. These, this litigation, I've only been involved in this for about three years, it's brought up. There was litigation involving the issuance or the approval of the, um, of the sewer allocation, and that got thrown out in favor of the developer, as far as I know, and there's been no other litigation that has said these are not grandfathered lots, and nobody has taken that position to date, and it's irrelevant. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank Appreciate you. It. Anybody else have any public comment? Close press and public comment. Round table. I'm good. Good? Yep. I have nothing. You have nothing. I'm not breaking the cycle then. <laughs> Commissioner Wilson, you want to be the rogue and uh, speak up? Or? No, I will not. There you go. I'll leave it to you. Todd, you want to say something? <laughs> no one's got anything. <laughs> All right. Um, summertime's coming. Um, Vote safe, everybody. Thank you. I'll obtain a motion to adjourn. So moved. Second. Adjourned. <clears throat>